Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's good to be back with you today. And as always, we've got our star in Mr. Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group standing by. He'll be joining me. and We're going to be diving into a really unique conversation today. I mean, boy, we have unpacked so many great topics over the course of this show. And today we're, we're really focusing in on homeowners particularly. You know, think about it. Homeowners, they have a lot of things on their plate these days, right? Well, and the funny thing is it can almost often be easy to overlook their biggest asset, their home. So today what what uh, you know Joe and I are really going to be unpacking on today's show is we're going to be diving into five of the big mistakes that homeowners are making in today's day and age. And we're going to offer some strategies and solutions on how you can sidestep these mistakes so that you don't fall victim to them yourself. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Joe out and get right into it. Joe, it's good to see you today. How you doing? Ryan, great to see you, bud. And you know, when we talk about home ownership, anybody can buy a house, but you want to have love in the house to make it a home. And so we don't normally talk about personal things, but before we get into the deep part of our topic, we're going to start with a personal item here for you. Congratulations, you've gotten married. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, it was quite a special weekend. A lot of family and friends around and uh, one that I will certainly cherish for the rest of my life. But thank Absolutely. you for that. I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. We got Here's to you and your wife. Congratulations, man. And I, it's a very special time. So oh, yeah. thank you, Joe. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and yes, homeownership. I myself, you know, like getting married, have a home, a lot of pertinent topics uh, and conversation points that we're going to have today that I might be taking some notes myself, Joe. Uh, but hey, so to, to kind of get into this, this today, Joe, I, I, you know, we typically start with a high level approach on this show, and I think it would be helpful. Um, let's talk first and foremost, Joe. Joe, why would it make sense for homeowners to do kind of a, a financial checkup of sorts on their home or maybe even homes if they have multiple? For example, let's say maybe it's examining insurance coverage or, uh, you know, looking to address any issues become the, before they become maybe bigger problems. Just why is a financial checkup important on their on, you know, your home? Well, Ryan, we've talked about stress testing. We've talked about second opinions. And having an overall look at your home, because oftentimes for many people, it's the largest or one of the largest financial assets you will have in your lifetime. And so making sure you have proper coverage there, that it doesn't imprudently impact everything else elsewhere, right? What you have elsewhere is very important. So Financial security as well as stability is very important. So that's why it's important to make sure we've got everything buttoned up financially for your homeownership. Of course. And today's topic, the five big mistakes that homeowners are making these days. Joe, why don't you walk through them on a high level for us? List those out. What are the big five mistakes you're seeing? Yeah, let's talk about it. You talk about insurance, right? Let's start there, Ryan. Failing to have enough liability insurance. And then failure to have cohesive coverage if you have multiple homes. Maybe you didn't list it properly. Maybe it should be in a trust or a limited liability company on your homeowner's policy. Failing to address or adequately address maybe some unique home features or building materials. I've had that experience in my lifetime. And then failing to provide proper coverage for, for high value assets. So there are several things to think through in that, in that scenario. 
I would imagine, Joe, most minds go to that first one, that lack of liability insurance overall. Let's let's unpack that first one. What do you see are the biggest and most concerning issues here? Yeah, let's start with an umbrella policy. We've talked about that briefly in the past. Not having an umbrella policy at all or not having a large enough umbrella policy. Let's take, for example, and paint a picture, right? So imagine you have an affluent family that has a net worth of $10 million and they carry, they think a million dollar umbrella policy is enough. Well, let's think through this a little bit. Because of asset positioning and planning, the amount of their assets could be attachable in a lawsuit. Let's say it's around six and a half million. Well, that leaves five and a half million of their net worth unprotected. I don't think you want to do that. You've worked so hard, right, to maintain or build your net worth, but then leaving it unprotected, why would you do that? So that's something to think through. Well, and, and Joe, as somebody's thinking through that process, how could they tell if they have a lack of adequate coverage? Like, are, are there any signs maybe they could be looking out for? Yeah, I think we want to determine the assets that are attachable in a lawsuit and then set your um, umbrella limits to that coverage to that amount, or possibly even to the entire net worth. It depends on what those other assets are. We've talked about working with other professionals, not only insurance professionals, but also possibly estate planners or business attorneys to make sure that assets are properly protected from creditors. That becomes very important in their planning. So we wanna make sure that things are titled properly and protected properly. Oh, I love that, Joe. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, there are those folks out there that have maybe more than one home. So let's let's shift gears and look at them for just a moment. What are some of the big insurance related pitfalls that those that own multiple homes are looking to avoid? Yeah. So imagine if you have homes in different states, there can be some complications then if they're insured under either different policies or different companies. Ideally, you'd like to have a comprehensive and a cohesive coverage, right? That one generates cost savings, but also ensures that everything's written under one policy, or if it's two separate policies, they have proper coverage for both. So even with say a $15 million umbrella policy, if one of the homes is not specifically listed, then the policy would not cover that specific home. No, good one. That's a really good one to, to keep in mind. And Joe, that third big mistake that you mentioned, that the idea of listing trusts or LLCs on a homeowner's insurance policy, that one kind of per, you know caught my attention, perked my ears up a little bit. What's the potentially risky mistake here and, and why, should, why should we really be looking at this one particularly today? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example, Ryan. So we have a, a new client that had actually come in and we sat down with a new estate planning attorney and the client and collaborated collectively. And sure enough, the attorney had noticed that almost all the assets were properly titled except for a second home for them. So most affluent families will put their home or homes in a trust or an LLC for estate planning reasons. But the potential mistake is failing to list that LLC or trust in an insured's homeowner policy or the umbrella policy. So failing to do that can also be a costly mistake if somebody is to say sue you or gets injured while working on your property. 
Oh, no, and that's a really good. I feel like that's one that can probably be overlooked in some instances, like your story, you know, the example you just shared, Joe. Uh, another one that you said, you know, you had a little bit of, of personal experience with yourself, Joe, and that was that idea of, of um, you know, needing to address a home's unique construction materials or the architecture of the home. Would you care to elaborate on this one for us? Yeah. So, for example, if you have some distinct features of your home or specific materials used to build the home, right? can happen on some high-end homes. Now, I wouldn't have qualified mine in a high-end category, but it did have some unique coverings. And for a period of time, for about two months, we had an issue getting proper insurance coverage. Eventually, the issues worked out in the marketplace, and we did get proper coverage. But replacement costs for some or all of a, a home's unique features or distinctive coverings can be huge and can be very important so you do want to make sure that things are titled properly. And you want to make sure that when you're getting your homeowner's insurance, that that's analyzed and, and itemized out properly as well. All righty. And I want to bring it home here on the final mistake that I know, you know, you've been seeing Joe, and that's, that's really all around the stuff, right? The, let's say this, the significant wealth creators and, and, and holders out there, maybe they have collections of cars or jewelry, maybe priceless art. Talk to me about the mistakes that you're seeing families, you know, significant, you know, affluent individuals and whatnot dealing with these types of challenges when it comes to their stuff. Yeah, I think the thing that people need to mind, do mindfully is take a detailed valuation of their assets, both in as well as the value of the home that they're in right? Periodically taking maybe every two or three years and, and doing an itemized list is very important because things change. Lifestyles change. When you're in a home for a long period of time, you collect things and you just may forget what the value of those assets are, for one. Two, let's also think about what you may be giving away. They may be some collectibles from a certain generation, Somewhere along the way, things may need to be revaluated so you have proper insurance on those things that are, as we call, stuff, right? So assets means things, the home means things, but periodically just sitting down and saying, do I have proper coverage? Am I covered in the ways that I should be? Having that second opinion can be very helpful. Of course. So, I mean, speaking of that second opinion, kind of a natural segue into my next question, which was, you know, given these five big mistakes that we've kind of outlined today, as well as all the risks associated with those, what would you say are kind of the next steps for a homeowner out there, Joe, uh, to maybe take the, take the right step forward uh, to ensure that they don't make these mistakes? Yeah, I think one of the things that my wife has been very good at is encouraging me to sit down with our, our insurance uh, person and making sure that we've got proper coverage on our property each year. That's very important. And with the way valuations have changed for so many parts of the country over the last 12 to 24 months, making sure you have proper coverage right now, to me, is paramount, right? Which is why we wanted to talk about this topic today. Because now when you think about it, if valuations have gone up, do you have proper coverage for the property? Do you have proper coverage, as we just talked about, for your stuff? Do you have the proper coverage if you have more than one property and are things titled properly? So, you know, it wouldn't hurt even if you haven't moved in the last five or 10 years to take out that old policy, review it, 
make sure things are covered properly, make sure they're titled properly, and it wouldn't hurt to bring it to an attorney or bring it to your insurance agent and make sure things are covered properly. Roger that, Joe. And I know, I mean, you mentioned you've, you have similar conversations with your clients about these types of things. And my final question for you today really is how would you say a, a wealth manager or, or a financial advisor, or even just a trusted professional, uh, you know, how could they really help a homeowner out in some way, shape or form when it comes to, like you had just mentioned, pulling that, you know, insurance policy back out, reviewing it and making sure there's no, uh, you know, gaps in the foundation. Yeah, I think that stress test, Ryan, is really helpful to find gaps that you have in your coverage, whether it's, you know, the advisor, the financial advisor, or the attorney or the insurance agent, right? Stress tests are conducted by the world's wealthiest families. We do it with them when we sit down with them. They're not exclusive to the top 1%. It's a normal process for what we're doing with clients, but it's looking at your current property. It's looking at your casualty coverage that is evaluated by an expert and you take into account your needs and your preferences and your concerns. And that stress test is then saying, you know, it's one that's overseen by yourself, but it's also the other trusted advisors to manage that whole process. So whether you're potentially gaining something or just at least ensuring that what you've got in place is proper, that should hopefully help to avoid the five mistakes. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And Joe, for speaking of that stress testing process, for anybody out there in our audience today, they heard these five mistakes, they're thinking to themselves, oh boy, I might be making a few of them myself. And maybe they're interested in going through that stress test to see whether or not, hey, they are in fact making it or, you know, what are the action items that we need to be considering to make sure that we're not falling victim to the results of those mistakes? What would be the best way they could reach out to you and your team to just open up a dialogue and, and pick through their, uh, you know, their plan? Yeah, I think if they gave us a call or shot us an email, kaleowealthmanagement.com, right, within UBS, or give us a phone call, we're happy to sit down and have a conversation. There's no cost to call us, right? We can have that conversation and then just simply help answer their questions. Fantastic. Well, Joe, look, I know you're a busy guy. You've got a lot of clients to serve, so we'll let you get back to doing that. But I uh, appreciate you carving some time out of your day to, to be with us and, and tackle a topic of, you know, containing a few mistakes that I think uh, many of us out there might be guilty of making. But it's good to talk about and, and uh, you know, encourage some action moving forward. Thanks, Ryan. Cheers to you and the missus. I uh, appreciate you, Joe. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment and say thank you to our audience for stopping by and being with us on the show today. As always, if you took anything away from today's discussion and you benefited from it in some way, shape, or form, just a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the show which on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way, you never miss out on a future conversation where Joe and I unpack a different strategy, solution, or really just a wealth management topic in general that could potentially be beneficial for you and yours. So for Joe, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long. But once again, we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on your money and a cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. 
Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated. Office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.